Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben, and welcome to episode 411 of the podcast. I'm joined today by the founding mothers of a group called Women in Lean. To learn more about the three of them, to get links and more, you can go to leanblog.org slash 411. Again, I want to thank our primary sponsor here, Styles Associates. We're joined today. We've got three guests. So we're going to have kind of a fun panel discussion. They are collectively the co-founders, or I should say the founding mothers of a group called Women in Lean. Um, so they are, um, first off, Crystal Davis, who you might remember, she was the guest in episode 363 of this podcast back in April 2020. So Crystal, welcome back. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Well, sure thing. And then we are also joined by uh, Karen Ross, who was a guest in episode 266 in October of 2016. And she was also guest number three in my newer podcast series called My Favorite Mistake. So Karen, thank you for being here. You're so welcome. Thanks for inviting us. Well, sure. And I'm glad I've got all three of you here. We are joined. She is new to this podcast of Dorsey Sherman. Dorsey, how are you doing? Great. Thank you, Mark. So um, we'd maybe go back around and ask each of you to give a little bit of an introduction um, might be um, helpful. So, um, Crystal, maybe I'll go back to you if you want to tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So, uh, Crystal Davis, I am the CEO and founder of the Lean Coach Incorporated, and I've been in business since 2014. Prior to that, I worked um, in industry in the uh, in manufacturing in the automotive industry, in the food and beverage industry, and in the life sciences businesses, helping those companies to, um, I say, just improve their operations and to uh, to develop their people as problem solvers. And you've been in a lot of different settings where they probably at some point say, "Hey, but but we don't build cars." Of course. <laughs> Or that statement or question sure follows us around, right? It follows all of us around. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks, Crystal. Um, Karen, if you want to share a little bit more about your background, you have a different perspective and background, which is great. Go ahead. Yes. Actually, I'm Karen Ross, and uh, you know may know me from my books, How to Coach for Creativity and Service Excellence. And I'm also the co-author with Jeff Laker of the Toyota Way to Service Excellence. I do have a different background. I don't come from a business background or manufacturing or anything. I have a master's degree in sculpture. So I come to the lean world from the art world. And for me, PDCA is actually the creative process as well as the scientific approach. It's how we create new and better ways to work. I also have a foundation called the Love and Kindness Project Foundation. And we're a grassroots movement that spreads kindness one act at a time. And I have something new, which is the new school for kind leaders. So uh, I'm super excited about that as well. And I'm super happy to be here with my founding mothers, my co-founding mothers. <laughs> we'll make sure there's a link um, to, well, there'll be a link to everybody's websites and, and projects. And, and for those who are watching on YouTube, you can see Karen's background. This is your art primary art space, fair to say? Absolutely. My primary art space sewing studio. I design and sew my own clothes now. So I'm wearing one of my own creations today. And I saw a photo on LinkedIn not long ago of one of your uh, your other, your latest creation, I think. It was a green. Yep. Uh, blue, and, blue and fuchsia. Yes. And as you can see, I believe that all colors go together. <laughs> all colors go together. Yes, that is true in so many ways. So thank you. For that, Karen. And then uh, Dorsey Sherman, can you, first time introducing yourself um, to this podcast audience, uh, I'll turn it to you. Yeah. Um, thanks, Mark. Um, Dorsey Sherman and my company is called Model Consulting, which means the word means pattern. In French, I'm a, a Toyota Kata uh, coach and enthusiast, and I work with um, companies 
And I also am certified as a coach um, and work. So I, I kind of do three different things. I work with um, individuals one-on-one for their own growth and development. And I really bring that kind of um, expertise and coaching to um, helping businesses improve their performance as well, but really do it from a perspective of um, helping with not the what, but kind of creating a structure of how to do it and, and let individuals and organizations kind of figure out the best solution for them. Um, and I also work with organizations that want to take on more of a coaching approach to their leadership style. So I do some leaders as coaching leaders as coaches sort of workshops as well. Mm -hmm. So letting them figure that out and evolve that is applying in, I guess, in a way, PDCA or PDSA cycles or CADA cycles to figuring out their approach. Is that fair to say? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I kind of teach like the guardrails around how to do improvement, you know, in terms of, you know, setting goals, connecting to strategy, understanding your current condition. But then, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're really um, taking the lead in terms of um, experimenting their way forward to where they want to be. Yeah. Thanks. So welcome and and welcome back um, to all three of you. So I think, you know, today we have a chance to hear, uh, first off, maybe the origin story for the Women in Lean group, um, who I'm sure you've told this story before in different settings, but but I don't know who, who wants to go first to kick off that story. Is it all right if I if I start, ladies? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so um, after I wrote Toyota Way to Service Excellence, I was asked to speak at many, 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 many conferences. And it was a wonderful opportunity. And you're going to see the theme of sharing and conferences and getting together come back through to our story, through our story. And as I stood on the stage at many of these conferences, I looked out into the audience and saw that more than 50% of the participants at these conferences were women, but then I would look at the program and I would see that I was the only woman speaker. Maybe there was one other woman speaker. I was certainly the only woman keynote speaker and it really bothered me. And then actually I went on and I took a look on Shingo's website to see how many Shingo award-winning lean books were there that were authored by women. And actually, it was shocking the tiny percentage, maybe 3% at that time. So this is 2016, it's probably better now. And I really thought we need to raise the voices of women in lean because I know so many women who are doing this, this work. And when I see a problem, I always think somebody should do something about the problem and that somebody is me. And so as I was at conferences, one of the things that I was doing is I was deliberately going to meet all of the different women that I saw speaking. And so I was at a conference um, and Crystal Davis was speaking and I was like, I have to go and meet her. So I like hustled my way right up to the thing. And as soon as she finished speaking, I was like, hello, how are you? I'm super interested in raising the voices of women in lean. Would you like to, uh, do something with me. And actually, I'm going to turn this over to Crystal now, and the story is going to weave a little bit. So, Crystal, do you want to tell the next part of the story? Yeah, so then, so she and Leslie, uh, uh, you know, they 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 come, they bum rush me, and I'm like, oh, wow, and they're super excited. So I'm super excited uh, because I think that was one of my first time uh, actually speaking at a, at a lean conference. And um, and so we ended up having this conversation about how do we get more women voices out there and get involved and encourage them to speak. And uh, we actually started this uh, evening talk show, very similar to this right here on uh, Blab. And we did probably maybe six or seven shows. Nobody came. Nobody came. Except for one night. Mark popped up. <laughs> he was our first and only guest. And I was like, oh my God, that's the guy that wrote the books. <laughs> and he 
he's here. And we were just fumbling over ourselves trying to make sure that Mark understood that even though the conversation was about women, that he definitely was welcome. And we were super excited to have him. So, so that's how we started our initial mission. Yeah. Yeah. That, that platform is one I'd kind of forgotten about. It didn't last very long blab.im, but it was platform for streaming conversations. I recorded a couple podcasts on that platform and then poof. I don't know. Yeah, it was in beta back then. So then we were now, now Crystal and I knew each other and we were in Leslie Hankler and we were working on this. And then I went to another conference and I still, our first PDCA did not work. So then I thought, okay, now I'm just going to go up to every woman and speak to them and say, hello, I'm working on raising the voices of women in lead. Would you like some help to speak at conferences? Would you like to write? And so I went to the Michigan Lean Consortium Conference. And who did I meet? Because she was speaking. I met Dorsey. And Dorsey and I became friends. And then I'm going to pass the ball over to you, Dorsey, in a moment. Uh, we were invited to do a Women in Lean session at a Lean Frontiers conference about a year and a half ago. And Dorsey, I'm going to pass the ball over to you and you tell the story about what happened. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we were sort of co-facilitating a group of probably not more than a dozen women. And well, and Gary Kaspanowski was there as well. And we asked you know, um, Karen suggested we do it as a World Cafe format and said, what do women in lean want? What do women in lean need? And we started brainstorming and um, came up with some ideas. And and that was that was it. And everyone wanted I mean, what the people people in the room wanted was connection and um, kind of support and um, networking and I don't know, relationships and connections and all of that. So that's what we tried to create. Yes. And uh, when it, during the World Cafe, the theme, because we did it actually all by drawing. And the theme that came out was that what women wanted and lean wanted was a seat at the table. And we didn't have a seat at the table. So that's why we're actually called our full name is Women in Lean, Our Table. And the wonderful serendipitous thing was that I didn't know Crystal was going to be at that conference. Dorsey and I knew we were going to be there and we planned to do this. And all of a sudden there's Crystal and we're like, Crystal, come do this with us. And at the moment that the end of the session and women were just like, we really want to see at the table. We just three got together and we said, we're going to create this thing. Women in lean our table. We'll start it on LinkedIn and we'll see where it we'll see where it goes. And a year and a half later, we are at 765 women globally around the world. So if your first PDCA doesn't work, right. only the first one, right? That's keep going. If I could add to that story, one of the one of the things that I found so beautiful about the experiment at the at the uh, Lane Frontiers conference, Mark, is that we they had to draw it. We had two separate groups and to see and they didn't talk to each other and they couldn't talk. They just had to draw and express what they wanted in in, you know, creative format. It was so uh, mind-boggling that both the drawings were almost identical. And that spoke volumes to how we could show up and serve. The drawings in terms of wanting a what, seat what the goals table. were. Yeah. Wanting to be heard. Uh, just basically, not really the goals, but what they felt they wanted and needed. Some of them wanted to uh, know how to become a speak, how to get on stages. Some of them wanted to know how to get published in, you know, publications or magazines or write for blogs. So it was just, you know, really, really interesting that, you know, two separate groups that weren't using verbal language expressed the same sentiment. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's very interesting. And I mean, so it sounds like one of, um, I guess back to the word goal. One of the goals is to help lift 
other women up and think of different things of, of blogging or being on a podcast or starting a podcast maybe leads to a book and that gets you on stage at conferences and kind yes. of helping <laughs> people through that progression. Um, do you, do you, what, what are your thoughts on why women haven't had the seat at the table as much as they should? I mean, trying to find causes or root causes of this is maybe complicated or, um, but I'll, I'll turn it to you, to any of the three of you for, for your perspectives. I'll go first. <laughs> so, so, you know, Mark, it's one of, it's, it's, um, I'll say that I'll speak from my own personal perspective. So it's one in which uh, I actually have been a practitioner of lean since around 97, 96, 97. It's when I got my first formal introduction. And um, I'll say that, you know, there comes uh, certain perceptions when you work in an industry that is predominantly, uh, you know, operated by men. And so sometimes those perceptions are real and other times they are not there, you know, your own biases that you walk into a room with. So I can say that when I first started, um, I didn't really see any other women in the industry. I started in, in Mexico. I didn't see any other industry, any, any other women doing what I was doing. And I also um, had some experiences that were that were negative, as though the work that I was doing wasn't on par with the work of my male colleagues. And that my voice wasn't didn't carry the same weight. And so when you have those experiences, a lot of times, whether you're confident or not, you shy away from going from some of the going for some of those opportunities that will allow other people to judge your work or criticize your work. And so I think that's one of the things I know for a fact that held me back. I can recall. One time, I actually think I talked to Karen about this because she was like, you need to be saying more on LinkedIn. And I said, but, you know, for us to be a community that prides ourselves in telling other leaders to show respect for people, we sure don't show a lot of respect in these comments on LinkedIn. Can, can you say more about that, Crystal? So, I mean, I sort of, I think I recognize some of what you're talking about, but but please. Yes. So so a lot of what I was seeing was that, you know, one of the beautiful parts of what we do is is we learn through uh, our own experiences. And there's a lot of ambiguity or or um, perceptions about lean based on what you experienced or what you were taught. And so it leaves a lot of room for people to have different opinions. And so what I didn't like, uh, I, I welcome, you know, uh, comments that help us to uh, expand the conversation or see a different perspective or grow from that. But when the com when the comments become disrespectful around a post that someone made, one, it's their experience, their case study. It's what they've learned up to that point in their lean journey. So it's not wrong. It just is. And so for, <laughs> for us to be a community that respects that and understands that you know, lean, lean and lean transformations are about a journey, not a destination. To see some of the comments, you know, come about um, from lean colleagues was disheartening. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and we'll, we'll you know, can take a, a quick detour from the question of, well, I guess this is connected to that question of not having a seat at the, at, the, at the table. Why would you come to a table where people might be aggressive or rude? And, and I do recognize some of that behavior. I hope I've never been guilty of it. But what I've, what I've, what I've recognized it seems to be a pattern when, when I see a comment that's rude, dismissive, aggressive, where I kind of go, ew, well, that seems unprofessional. It's always a man. Yeah. And uh, so I, I know you're not asking me to, to speak for or apologize for all men, but that, but I, I, that's that's my observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by always, it might be ninety nine percent. I have a lot of male advocates, so it's not about bashing men. But I would have to say that as I reflect, I I, I do agree with that. Yeah. 
So you have a LinkedIn group, uh, Women in Lean group. Have you found that to be a more constructive subset of LinkedIn? Is the participation different, Karen, it looks like you, you want to add? So we have two rules as part of Women in Lean, our table, and there's only two. And the first is be kind. And the second is we don't post anything that's about selling or ads for things. So it's all discussion. And in the year and a half, I don't think that we've ever had to say to anybody, hey, you're not acting in a kind way. People think very carefully. They build each other up. We have um, what we call women in lean interchanges, learning interchanges. So 30 or 40 women get together and present for a whole entire day on Zoom in all different kinds of formats. And actually we have a standard that there's no criticism, no negative feedback. Again, be kind. And so what's happened is that the fear that somebody is going to negate my experience yeah. or my point of view or my perspective has disappeared and people we were able to learn so much because actually people talk about their experience they talk about what didn't work they talk about what they're afraid of <laughs> all of those things so it's been absolutely unbelievably supportive it's what i would really call and define as community how to be in community with each other to be at a table we don't all have the same opinion we don't we all have come from different experiences but we respect each other's experiences and differences and points of view. Yeah. I mean, Karen, what, I mean, and I'm curious if um, any of you have thoughts on this, but I'll, I'll throw this to Karen because you use the word kindness. You are very kind. You have your project and your foundation. I mean, there are ways to, uh, to disagree in a way that's kind. Sure. And I think the way we do it is that, we let the person speak and then we don't say, no, you're wrong. We don't say, but, right? The verbal eraser, we don't say that. We say, oh, how interesting. My experience has led me to see this in this way. So we're building on each other's experiences instead of trying to negate the other's experience. And I would say it's the difference between competing I'm not trying to say I'm a better practitioner or I have more knowledge than you. I am not in competition with you. I am not trying to steal your clients. I'm not trying to say your way of doing this is wrong. There's no competition. It's community. What do you think, Dorsey? Well, that's what I was going to say. We don't spend a lot of time talking about lean and like debating you know, like this method or whether or not you should do Kaizen events or, or, you know what I mean? Like, it's really about, um, we've created relationships and a community of support. And so when we come really the place where we talk about lean is the learning interchanges of which we've had five. And that's when people share their experience and what they've learned. And it's really a place, just like Karen said, at that point, we have this whole foundation it's about connection and relationships and kindness and support. And so at that point, it's really about listening and learning from each other and kind of like, oh, wow, you know, and thought of that, you know, that's cool to learn. I mean, the one we just did last Friday was all about Hosh and Connery and never, I mean, there was a lot of different perspectives on it and it was really interesting, but I, I, I would, to Crystal's point, like, I think there is this sense within the lean community. This is, I don't know, uh, this is a generalization of like getting into these kind of debates about like the right way to, um, I don't do ever anything from measuring your current condition to how you're doing PDCA or anything else. And um, I don't know, we don't do that. So, yeah. No, I was just going to add, I think, you know, just to kind of bring the, the point home, uh, you know, Karen mentioned, you know, that people are free to share their experiences because we don't have the fear of the judgment or the criticism. And when you think about just, you know, uh, biases and, and stereotypes, it's all around some, some type of fear of, you know, 
imposter syndrome or proving or validating your, you know, your, your worthiness or you being that better practitioner so, and, and competing. And so we've taken all of those things out of the community and it just allows people to be open, to be transparent and to then learn from one another. Yes, and I'd like to add that our stated mission is raising the voices of women in lead. It's not raising my voice or your, it's collectively raising the voices of women in lean. And we say for everything we do, the purpose is growth and the answer is yes. So although Dorsey, Crystal and I were the founding mothers, anybody who participates in Women in Lean is welcome to start a table, which is just our word for a group of people who are interested in you know, learning and talking about the same thing. Anybody is welcome to start a table. They don't have to ask our permission. They don't have to do anything. We ask that they find two people to do it because it's easier if you have a friend. But in the fact that they don't have to ask us permission and they can just start, we've had the most amazing creative ideas. We've just had for Women's History Month, four women who got together of their own volition and decided to create stories and profiles for anybody who wanted to be. And we had 38 women featured every day. We had, we learned all about different women. We didn't ask anybody to do this. People who of their own volition are giving of themselves because the purpose is growth and the answer is yes. And there's no fear. You're part of a community in which we want to raise all of our voices. Lifting one up is lifting all of us up. So you talk about these tables, you're creating the table of women in lean, and then there are the tables within um, the group. Um, One thing I know that you do is a daily check-in. I was wondering if one of you or, you know, could could share a little bit about what that is, how that works. Um, Yeah, it's a short explanation because um, there's no... Um, facilitator, we um, started after um, COVID, you know, and and everything was kind of going into shutdown and people were isolated, um, of course, you know, a year ago now. And um, we started having these daily check-ins as a way for people to stay connected and in touch. And they're 30 minutes long and you can join never or every day or whatever you want. You never know who will be there. There's, there's no agenda or facilitation and it's just a chance to talk about literally anything. Um, and that's where a lot of creativity has happened and a lot of ideas. I think that's where the learning interchange idea came from and let's do a magazine and all that kind of stuff just comes from kind of the, um, small talk, if you will, that's taken place during that time. And, you know, Crystal or Karen, what, what has your experience been with um, with those daily check-ins? What 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 have you learned or been inspired by? So I okay, <laughs> I'm going to say that when the pandemic started, we really and and we we apply a lot of our own lean principles in women in lean is that and we realized that people were were disconnected and there was a lot of stress, we applied the principle check in more frequently, right? Huddle more frequently. And so I, what I have been most impressed with is when new members come, new people come, someone volunteers to help them out. We do actually have a whole new member process, but as soon as someone new is on the call, everybody is saying, hi, how are you? Let's, uh, you know, introduce everybody and make sure that everybody knows who the other person is. And if someone says, I really, I'm having a, this work problem and I wanna ask this question, everybody just stops whatever they were talking about and ask the question. When, when George Floyd was killed, and really I've just been thinking about this so much because of the trial on TV and we were all heartbroken and we knew that our BIPOC members were were suffering. And I remember, Crystal, one day you came on and you hadn't been on in a while, but you just came on and we were there for you because that's, there's- That's what I was gonna share. So I'm gonna pass the ball over to you. 
Yeah, so so I I don't get to get on get to be on uh, as frequently um, as as Dorsey and, and Karen, but you know to know that I have a community that I can go to and the energy is always perfect. It's always welcoming. It's always safe. Um, it's always caring. It's always kind, and it's it's always about you have a need. What do you want us to talk about? And so when that happened, you know, I just I was there, um, and I didn't didn't expect to, I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that I was in a safe space to express my my anger, my hurt, my concern, um, my disbelief, my shock. You know, whatever I was experiencing, I was just re- I was just received with all of this love. And then I could, in turn, at the right time, at a later time, avail myself to really help um, people understand what, you know, people, if you saw it and you just saw someone get killed, okay, that impacts most human beings, okay? But then to tack on, you know, being a a Black or African-American and all of the things that come along with that that we carry most professionals carry every day, but don't talk about. And so just to have that, a community of people that just wanted to be there for me, and then a community of people that wanted to know more. And without that fear of negating or dismissive or rude comments. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We have a member who's in, in Beirut, Lebanon. And after that huge explosion in Beirut, Lebanon, everybody got together and said, what can we do? We need to reach out to Anastasia, right? It's not just, we're going to wait for her to, what can we do? And we made a video to send to her because we're a community. Isn't this how in the lean community we, (laughs) we should treat each other? In the world community, we should treat each other? It is the most genuine, diverse, and inclusive organization that I've ever been a part of in my life. And we, you know, again, as I've mentioned, because we are women in lean, Gary's always right. <laughs> you know, you are always right there, and so you know, it it is it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. It includes um, allies. I've um, been able to attend. Um, a couple of, of meetings, but, um, you know, thinking to others in that, at that table, um, our friend Deandra Wardell, um, organized, you know, the four of us have been on screen, um, once together going back to last, I believe August when, um, Deandra organized her first root cause racism, um, webinar. So, um, I should have mentioned that up front. I'll link to that also, um, in the show notes because, um, Crystal, Karen and Dorsey all, um, had powerful, thoughtful things to share in that session. Thank you. And we also, sorry, we also have a Women in Lean Latinas table that um, is uh, co, uh, co-started by uh, one of our members, Veronica Marquez in Montreal, Canada, and our uh, friends in Colombia. And uh, so that table is in Spanish and Portuguese. So <laughs> that, you know, people can, can not worry that they have to only speak in English as well. And then I wanted to ask about um, some of the other tables that each of you, you know, kind of uh, organize or co-organize. Um, Karen, you and, and Jamie Parker um, lead a table called Becoming an Influencer. I was wondering if you could talk about the focus and the intent there. Sure, the focus and intent is just really simple. It's what what I was passionate about when I started this, how to gain the confidence and not only just gain the confidence, but also how to figure out how to speak at conference, how to get an invitation to speak at conference, to be a keynote speaker, to do a podcast, to be on a podcast, to start your own podcast. How can we actually influence the conversation in the 
wider lean community in the wider world and actually not just influence the com com conversation, but start different conversations, right? Start different conversations. So that's what we're up to. Yeah. Super fun. And Dorsey, you're one of the leaders of uh, a table for business owners. And maybe that's a case where you, it's not all lean all the time. There are other issues. What, what do you talk about there? Um, well, we talk about like, uh, well, um, so Karen Martin just started a table for more experienced business owners. So because kind of in response to the issues we talk about are more for probably new business owners, probably under five years. And so we talk about finding clients and um, pricing and like um, the sales kind of process around um you know, um, how to ask for, you know, ask for your interest to work with someone and how to kind of talk about money and, and all that stuff. So, um, it's great. Well, I, I think you saw in the newsletter market, this last one, we just talked about practicing your pitch and that was really fun. Um, and the hardest one of all, of course, was, uh, your mother-in-law. How do you explain, um, how do you explain what you do to your mother-in-law? That's the hardest thing. So we, we laughed and had a, how about your mom? <laughs> yeah, your mom. Exactly. Your mom. Forget your mother-in-law. Yeah, your mom. I mean, that was the hardest one of all. Every single one of us had the experience of our mom being like, huh? Like what? Um, or heads, you know, over the years. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And then, Crystal, one of the tables um, that you're involved in is a, a women at work table. So what are some of the top yeah, so so that table is focused around uh, those women practitioners that are still in corporate, you know, haven't started their own consultancy and just some of the challenges that they they run into. We talk about the gamut, you know, of, um, you know, our, they don't want to use certain lean lingo all the way up to, you know, how do I. Um, get my boss to understand the importance of X, Y, and Z or sell this into the organization. So we talk about all of those topics and we also leave a whole space for any situation that a practitioner might be in at that moment to help support them through uh, mm -hmm. overcoming a challenge. So there are, um, yeah, so all, all these different tables and like you've said, the opportunity to start new tables if somebody sees a need as Karen. Yeah, I was chatting separately with Karen Martin um, recently. She told me she was uh, going to be starting that. So Yeah, yeah, that was great. And I mean, that was a perfect example of how that was her. She was her idea. It was something that was kind of in something that would benefit her. You know, it was like, great, start a table. Fantastic. And a lot of other people were interested. So it was it was great. We term what we, we do as co-creative, right? So working together, adding our ideas together, then if someone says, I wish we had this, we're like, great. Yeah. <laughs> need it. And no, there's not a standard work for creating it. There's not, the tables don't look exactly the same. Yeah. They suit the purpose of whatever it is. We have some tables in which people actually just, sit down and work together. They turn on the Zoom screen. We have people who are writing books. We have Kata Girl Geeks. We have, it's co-creative. Whatever mm -hmm. new things people want to do, the purpose is growth. And the answer is yes. Start <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. So for women who are listening, if they want to get involved, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, the best way is to um, message Karen Ross or um, really any of the three of us on LinkedIn, or um, I think you're going to show our email addresses in the notes, maybe Mark, um, if those are available. Yeah, but messaging us on LinkedIn is probably the is probably the easiest and fastest way. Okay, yeah, I'll put links to all three of your profiles in the show notes. Um, Karen, okay. you have something to add? Yeah, Yes, if if uh, you message us and say you'd like to join Women in Lean, what's going to happen is that I'm going to send you a note and I'm going to pass information on so Dorsey can send you a copy of our uh, latest newsletter so you'll be able to reach out for the tables you want to join. And Anne Fruin has, uh, hosts a new member table. This was something she wanted to yeah. start. 
And so all new members are invited to a new member table so that we can make sure that they feel comfortable and welcome to join. And we have our new member table once a month. Um, so maybe one other question uh, we can delve into a little bit before uh, wrapping up is, you know, what what men can do to be better allies to women in the lean community? Yeah, I'll start. So I can just, you know, really share from from uh, even personal examples. And one, I would say do what's in your heart and do what's comfortable for you. Um, the second thing I would say is um, there, there, there are three ways you can be a sponsor, right? So, you know, help if you have connections at conferences and so forth and so on, or if you understand the approach of how something is done, you know, be a sponsor. Not only just tell us how that's done, but be a sponsor, make strategic introductions, right? The other thing you can do is if you ever are in the in the company of a woman, uh, mixed company rather, and you hear something that's that's not said properly or that, you know, could be taken as offensive, help be a, a neutralizer, right? Like neutralize the situation. So there were several instances in my career where I had something to say and my male colleagues would say, you know, um, Crystal had something to say, right? Just acknowledging that, not even having to do any more than that. And then the third thing is help to amplify our voices. Thanks, Crystal. Uh, Dorsey, did you still want to add? I, I I guess the only thing I would add is, I mean, that's what it made me think of. It's like anytime you can highlight um, someone's voice, I mean, a, a voice of a woman in lean, either through LinkedIn, through commenting, through sharing, um, through, um, you know, asking a question in a way that's sort of supportive and not you know, why are you saying that? But like asking in a way like that, I'm curious, tell me more about that. I mean, I think all those things are really great ways to, to be supportive. Great. Uh, and Karen? Deliberate in what you're doing. So if you're having a conference, I can't tell you how many times I've been invited to speak at a conference and it's been followed with something like, oh, someone was reviewing the program and said, you don't have any women speaking. So now I'm calling you to see if you want to be the woman speaker. Look out at the world. The world is changing. Be deliberate with what you're doing. Make sure that you are creating a program that actually reflects the way the world looks. Women, people of color, people who are of different sexual orientations, transgender. We need to create the world as we want to see it. So be, be deliberate. Take a moment and stop and think, how can I help someone else? How can I lift someone else? Because when we lift women, when we lift people of color, when we lift people of different sexual orientations and preferences, we're simply lifting all of us. And if I can add to that, um, don't... Um, don't be concerned that by elevating a woman's voice that that's going to push you out. There is enough room and enough pie for everyone. So there's no reason to fear. <laughs> we can I, I see the abundance um, that is out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, and, and, you know, I thank you for those thoughts and, you know, I, um, you know, I've tried challenging myself to to do better and and to be better. Um, you know, I think look at my own track record as um, a publisher gatekeeper in different ways. Um, you know, looking at the first four hundred episodes of this podcast, I have not been uh, I have not put in the work to find as many women to be guests as I should have. So um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to make up uh, for that once that became more apparent, um, you know, the webinar series through Kinexus, um, you know, uh, somebody in the women in lean community called out an opportunity. I'm not going to call it a problem, an opportunity to make sure that uh, the faces and voices in our webinar series more accurately reflect um, the lean community. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's more of a mea culpa than 
um, looking for any pats on the back. Um, you know, so um, I'm, you know, it, it being intentional. I think when, when have you said, you know, the word intentional, um, I think that's the key and it's working to expand your networks. I mean, for what that's worth, that would be my advice to white men who are listening or watching, you know, please, you know, make efforts to expand your network of, of if on LinkedIn, you see it's uh, a lot of faces that look like your own, um, make an effort to meet people and ask for an introduction or make a connection. And to Karen's point is she always recommends be kind. And I challenge myself, um, to, to do well in that dimension too. So anyway, so enough, um, I'll end the, uh, the, the, the mea culpa, but it's, it's, it's something that, um, that I've certainly, um, thought about and try to be more intentional of. So um, thank you for raising those issues in, in a way that invites others to um, reflect and, and try to be helpful. Um, so let's end on um, a different note than that. Um, maybe we just kind of go around, around the table here, my podcast table. Um, any, any kind of final thoughts that either of you, Crystal or Dorsey or Karen, uh, might want to share? Mm. Final thoughts. That when people feel safe and supported and comfortable and um, like so much is possible, you know, I think... Um, we really are raising the voices of women in lean at Katakon seven. I think um, there was maybe five or more speakers were women out of, I don't know if it was half exactly, but I mean, there were, and I, and I do think, and many of them were women in lean. And I think it's a direct result of feeling like, Hey, I've tried this. I can do it. I'm going to try it in this bigger venue. And um, everyone did an amazing job. So I just think, we're starting to show what's possible when um, people feel confident and comfortable. That's great. Thanks, Dorsey. Crystal? Yeah, I would say uh, as a final thought, you know, um, one of the things that we, we worked on uh, over a year ago was was getting uh, women that wanted to be uh, published in a publication. And so we did that through uh, ASQ Lean Six Sigma Review. And it was, you know, cover to cover, all women, all women from Women in Lean. And, you know, several of the, the authors that were featured article, you know, um, were just super, super excited. And it was an opportunity for women not only to express their work, but to express how they approached their work. So my final thought would be that if the approach is a little bit different than what you're accustomed to, don't doubt that the work won't be as significant and the results won't be as valuable because they are. Thanks, Crystal. Um, Karen. I'm going to take us back to the beginning of our conversation. So we're going to come full circle on our PDCA wheel. So I'm going to say, don't give up. If there is something that you are unbelievably passionate about and you know that it is the right thing to do and the right change to make in the world, when your first PDCA cycle, like Ladies of Lean on Blab, doesn't work, and your next PDCA cycle of just going and talking to everybody you know doesn't work, don't give up because that goal and the right thing to do and the world to be created is still there. Give it another go. It might take you 20 PDCA cycles, but eventually it's going to work. Don't give up. It's too important. Well, thank you, Karen. Um, and I'll, as, as we close the, the podcast table for the day, I want to give um, a quick shout out to a group I've mentioned on the podcast before, a, a group called Lean Communicators. Um, we have a, a group of us uh, it's men and women, including um, women who are very involved in women and lean. So um, Deandra Wardell has been part of that right now. She's got a YouTube channel and she's going to be starting a podcast. Um, Jamie Parker and her Lean Leadership for Ops Managers podcast, she participates. Uh, Bella Engelbach and her podcast, The Edges of Lean. 
And then uh, the Just In Time Cafe, Elizabeth Swan and Tracy O'Rourke are both also very active in Women and Lean, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, give a mention and invite people to check out their podcasts and and listen and subscribe. Um, LeanCommunicators.com is the website. And, you know, I, I can only hope that we... We, I mean, we have aimed to create uh, an environment that seems like what you're describing with the Women in Lean group. It's not a group for people to posture of whose podcast is best or whose way of doing it is right. Um, you know, it's we we meet, we have a table, if I can use that word, uh, you know, every three or four weeks and we get together and what do you want to talk about? What do you want to share? And um, that's been a really nice thing to be a part of. So, um, again... Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, the, the women who are participating in that are probably bringing with them some of that spirit from uh, the Women in Lean group. So I appreciate that um, very much. So, again, um, our guests today, the founding mothers, really happy to have all of them here. Um, Crystal Davis, Karen Ross, um, Dorsey Sherman. I will uh, make sure in the show notes, put uh, links to all their websites and uh, books and projects and LinkedIn profiles. Um, this has been really nice. So thank you for sharing not just the story, the origin story, but sharing a little bit about the approach. Uh, it's really interesting, really inspiring, really nice to hear about. Thanks again. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. Well, again, big thanks to Crystal Davis, Karen Ross, and Dorsey Sherman for joining us today. For links to all of their websites and social media platforms and groups and projects, you can go to leanblog.org slash 411. I want to thank our presenting sponsor here on the podcast, Styles Associates. Again, you can learn more about them and visit their website at leanexecs.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.